And this episode of The Running Public is brought to you by us and The Running Public Training Plan. This running plan has everything we ever talk about on any Training Tuesday, all compiled into one all-encompassing training plan. Now, it's an OCR-specific training plan, but 95% of this is just running. So it doesn't matter if you're training for an OCR or a marathon or whatever. It all is in there. Speed work, threshold, hill work, up, down, long run, long qualities, and plenty of compromised running. Everything we talk about is just waiting for you. That's right. The hardest part about creating your own training schedule is deciding what to do the next day or that day. We take care of that for you, which I think is worth the uh, $19.99 a month in itself. It's cheap, right? And you can cancel at any time. If you've been curious about it or you don't know how to put together all the knowledge we share on the podcast into your own training plan, it's a no-brainer. Where can people go find this uh, this training plan and get signed up, Bragan? On our beautiful website, therunningpublic.com, $19.99 a month. Cancel anytime you want. That's right, you can. In fact, I think you, you're an idiot if you don't do it. So go sign up. <laughs> you're listening to The Running Public. From marathoners to mud runners, we all have the same goal. Get to the finish line faster. That's right. This podcast is for you guys, the running public. This is the Running Public's Training Tuesday. Training Tuesday is where we talk about training only. One topic, we dive deep, we explore it completely. It's training, it's Tuesday. Training Tuesday. I was on a run with Macaulay the other day, and he was on the bike because he has a hernia, because that's what crackers do. My dad's had two. He's on his second. I've only had one, so I'm like the the run to the litter. <laughs> but we were chatting, and I mentioned something, and he said, have we talked about this? I said, no, I don't think we have. He said, well, I've always thought the same thing, too. And that was that you hear about people getting stranded places in foreign countries and they can't leave the the embassy or they can't leave their hotel. And sometimes they're stuck for months or like a year and they're finally able to come back home. Mm-hmm. We both had the same and it just came up in the news again. I think it was, I don't know if it was a COVID thing or a monkey pot, but someone got trapped in a hotel for like seven months before they were allowed to come back. I just saw something about that as well. And it must've been the same story and I can't put a finger on what it is, but it just saw Okay. It. Yes. But we both had the same reaction to it, which was, can you imagine how much of a monster you would come back if you decided, I'm just going to use this. I'm trapped in isolation and whatever my space has around me, I'm just going to use it. Like if I only have a bed, I'm just going to do endless incline, decline, push-ups and dips, burpees on the ground there, and then run the stairwell over and over and over. Or if you had access to a fitness room, you just only had a treadmill. You just decided I'm going to double or triple every single day and do tons of pull-ups and push-ups. Or if you just had dumbbells, if you could just get as jacked as humanly possible, because you got nothing to do for seven months or a year. If you were confined to one space, almost like a prison workout, what could you come out? Like if you, you didn't get to build the perfect plan, it was just whatever you had access to, you were going to go all in on that one thing. Almost like uh, um, Christopher Woolley. Saying just, I'm just going to do stairs 12 hours a day and mm-hmm. see what happens. And he became a monster based off that. So that was the conversation we were having. You ever had anything like that? 
I have to imagine you're in the vast, vast, vast minority with your mind going there immediately after seeing somebody stuck in a hotel for six to nine months. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> no, I mean, the average human's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to become a mo- – that's a, 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 an advantage there. I don't think that's – that's not where my mind went, and I'm fitness-minded. So, no, I haven't thought okay. that. It's actually an exercise I like doing. Because it gets you out of the like the blinders of we must have interval work and we must have threshold work and we must have a long run and this is the type of movements we must be doing. Because you always hear about people like Matt Novakovic goes all in on his incline trainer and wins Mount Marathon and then becomes a really good all-around endurance athlete. He broke 16 for the first time in his life after doing nothing but 40% incline work. And you hear about Chris, he PR'd his 5K. Didn't he just run like 1620 or something? off nothing but stair work something like that yeah yeah and you hear about these people that do that and it reminds you that you don't know everything and that sometimes the not ideal way of training has benefits to it and then you can find a way to include that kind of fold that into the ideal way of training so i like running running that scenario especially when you start with a new athlete and they're like hey i just don't have access to anything but this and you start thinking well what if we did nothing but that and then you obviously pare that down into something that's a little bit more palatable. But anyways, I do that a lot. And that led me back into thinking about that question we get all the time, which is how do I build out my home basement to maximize what I can do as an athlete? That's what you were getting at there? I think so. That was a good intro, actually. I like that lead in. I actually would do an entire episode based off just like, what if you only did blank for a year? Could you be a monster? I like that too. If you had to be stuck anywhere, if you had to choose the place of your choosing that is not your home to be, st- and not a gym to be stuck at, not a gym. You can't be stuck in a gym. If you had, you had six to nine months to be stuck somewhere in a combined space, where would you? Indoor, we're saying. I don't know, but let's just play along. If you had to get stuck somewhere, yeah. where would be the best training grounds to get stuck in? For six to nine months. A professional sports stadium. Ooh, that'd be good. You could do flat work. You could do all the ramps. You could do the stairs. There's all different things to pull yourself up on. So you could do strength work. That'd be that'd be one. Maybe a, a theme park. Ooh, that'd be good. Like Six Flags Great America would have a lot of places to run and do crazy workouts. I think the best place would be a sports stadium. Yeah. Like AT&T Stadium in Texas. Yeah, you can get your gradual walk inclines in in the hallways. You can get your stairs in. You can get your flat work in. You got heated facilities in some portions to like sleep and live in. Ooh, that'd be a good good place to get stuck. Maybe an indoor ski resort. Is that a thing? Yeah, I went to one in Dubai. What is that like? They have one in a mall, attached to a mall. The Mall of the Emirates, I believe. <laughs> the mall might not be a bad place to get stuck to, too. Mall would be good. Yep. Maybe maybe right up by you, the Mall of America. That's true. Not a lot of vert though, but just enough. Four floors. You could you could work with four stories. Five stories, I think. Yeah. Or maybe a tower. Maybe like some ultra elite skyscraper. This is a silly conversation. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, uh jumping into today's episode uh is going to be hopefully for everybody. Um, and we probably should have had this conversation when COVID first started because it would have been much more helpful then. We touched on it here mm-hmm. and there about like, oh, what are the Q&A piece, questions? Q&A questions. Yeah. What what are the things that we want to have around the house or if we're going to build out a home gym? And I don't know what it is, but it's really like in the last couple of years since COVID took hold, it's really opened up the realm of possibility for people to be like, I can just do this at home. Well, I don't need to go to a gym. I can just build out my home gym. 
And if you build out a home gym right, by year two, you've already paid off what you would have paid for like gym memberships. And then it's into perpetuity, saving you money. So like a home gym, if you have Mm -hmm. the space, is actually a very smart thing to do. And uh, it's about time we just build one out for you folks. And I think what we're going to do, Brack, and we talked about this before we started recording, is we're going to sort of give you two options. We're going to give you like the bare minimum, meaning like gym on a budget, right? And then we're going to be like the world is your oyster. Let's build out. Let's like let's build a gym at the house. Mm-hmm. Maybe give you an idea what that would cost as well. I think it'd be fun. And this is a gym we're talking for the endurance athlete specifically, not like for the power lifter or the bodybuilder. We're talking about endurance athlete runner in particular. Uh, sweet spot in the gym space. Not right. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly right. This is for you want to run a race at some point. You care about your performance still. Yeah. And maybe you don't want to run a race, but you want to be able to move as a runner. Yep. You at least want to go out and jog. So this is the endurance athletes home setup. So let's start with the, uh, the gym on a budget. Let's start with the, okay, I'm going to scrape the bottom of the barrel and let's give our opinions first. We'll segment into two things. We'll go three things. We'll go cardio strength and then other, whatever that Mm -hmm. might mean. How does that sound? I like it. First of all, what kind of space do you think that you need for your home gym? Because that always is a thing. I don't have the room. I don't have the, like, I'm not sure where I'd even put this thing. Like, what do you think you need for space for a home gym? I'm glad you asked that, Kirk. Are you? Okay. (laughs) Because this goes back to the previous scenario, the what if, what if I were trapped in a blank? It always, the conversation goes, I say always like, I'm just having this conversation with people all the time. Uh (laughs) (laughs) What is the smallest space that I could get away with? And I'm convinced that if I could lay down with hands over my head in both directions, that's a big enough space for me to become a monster. Are you including room for a treadmill? No, not in that one. If there was, I'd be sleeping on the treadmill. (laughs) 100% I agree with you. You basically need a space, in my opinion, that's about eight feet by eight feet at most. And you could get mm-hmm. away with that. And if you want room for a treadmill, whatever room that takes up. So, Which generally belts are around 60 inches long. And the whole footprint is like 70 inches. So that still actually falls inside of that. If you were willing to tip it up against the wall or put a foam mattress over the top of it, you could live in that space. It'd be terrible. But yeah, 8 by 8 I think is is probably as small as I'd want to go. If you're okay living with it that way, your home office, which most of us have these days... It can be in there. You can have a dual facility room, which is your Mm -hmm. home office and your gym. Um, I think easily, which would be in your smallest spare bedroom, you can make it a dual purpose space, which is what I did in my townhome before I moved to the lake here, where I dedicate a full room to my gym. But um, I think that's all it takes. You could could morph it. If you were willing to work out in a room that maybe had a tread or work out of a room that has like a treadmill in the corner and that doesn't bother the feng shui of whatever you're trying to trying to do in your workspace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's minimum what you need. And the garage is always a great option. You can buy a space heater for a hundred bucks and throw everything in, a, in the corner of your garage. And in the winter, it's still viable because that space heater will warm it up plenty to get good work done in there. So that's my thought yeah. on it. The room I record in was originally when they built this house in 1917, it was used as a really small bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then it morphed into just a a walk-in closet, but it's roughly five by seven. And as I'm in here, I think I could get away with it, but I'd want like another foot or two. Mm -hmm. So I think that 
And I, I sit in here hours every single day. And so I think about this. Could I, if we had to make this the workout room? I wouldn't want to, but you could. But yeah, eight by eight. Let's just say eight by eight. Hmm. I agree with that. However, that means you can't have a treadmill, most likely. Correct. In that sort of space, you could not. Yeah. And treadmill is probably wiped out at the budget level. Well, yes. The most budget level. Correct. But we're going to, on the budget level, we have to start with cardio. Cardio has to be included on the budget if we're going to start to barrel. So let's, why don't we start with that? So let's do a uh, gym on a budget um, base level um, cardio equipment to start. When I look at cardio equipment for the home gym, I look at two things. I look at the days you're going to be stuck on the treadmill. So that has to be a given in my opinion. And then what are you going to do if you're injured? Um, shouldn't run that day, etc. So I say, I think you have to check two boxes, which is the cross training box and which is the running indoors box. Those are the two boxes that need to be checked. You got to find a way to do both run inside and cross train inside. That's where I start this conversation. How about you? Okay. Well, I would write off the treadmill initially because some people won't have that budget. If your budget is $500 for the whole gym, it's gone. You don't have a budget for a treadmill. But if you have to say we have a running space indoors, then you have to start with the treadmill. Yeah. Let's just assume if they don't want to, if they want to ignore the treadmill part, great. Ignore the treadmill part. Yeah. So I actually believe very strongly certain things about treadmills and I discard them if you're going budget. Same. If you're going budget, I think you go big box store and you get a Nordic track non-incline trainer or a Soul treadmill, S-O-L-E. Um, those are the two I'd probably recommend. And you just get whatever the cheapest model is that goes up to the speed you want it to go to. And you make sure that you have your warranty on it. And you just go in knowing I'm going to break it. And that's okay because they're going to replace it. Mm-hmm. And you can find a 500 if on sale, 599 but it's probably going to be around $700 for a brand new treadmill that probably doesn't go much faster than 10 miles per hour. And you're going to break it and it's going to get replaced. I've had two athletes uh, in the last two months get Nordic Track X11 or 9Is secondhand that sat around as coat hangers in people's houses. Mm-hmm. One bought theirs for 600, one bought theirs for 700 bucks. And that's a used Nordic Track. Right now you're getting that second wave of home gyms that people are realizing they're not using that they put together during COVID. And so secondhand, although a gamble is also a yes. really good way to go. But if you're going to go new, I agree, go big box, go bare bones, not commercial grade. You can get something for like 700 bucks. And you, they all come with a warranty option. You are exactly correct. Um, and you can start there. But there is a lot. I did a search the other day, and there's a lot of secondhand stuff out there. Um, mm-hmm. If you're willing to roll the dice, because warranty will be out the window on that, I believe. But Yeah, the, the option there for secondhand is to either look at the machine's history. And every single machine, you can get into the, the back end and see what the lifetime usage is. And if you look at it and realize this thing is just sat, you roll the dice on it. But some warranties are transferable and it's worth figuring out what remains on it and see if you can call and add on a warranty. Mm. If they allow you to add it on over the phone under your name, they have to honor it. So that's the last time I bought one used. That's what I did. The guy had like, I want to say it was seven hours of work on the incline trainer that I bought. And so I called Nordic track from his house and said, Hey, here's the deal. I'm purchasing this. It has two years remaining on it. I'd like to just beef this up. And they allowed me to do it. Nice. So then I got a four-year warranty out of it. And when it broke, they replaced the entire thing. 
So one or the other, you either buy new with the warranty or you find out if you can roll the dice on it or not. But either way, you can get something for, like you said, around $700. Yep. So so bare bones, you know, we're starting with the, something that might seem a little bit out of the budget already to start, but let, we're doing it because we need to check that box. And then if you are going to check the box of a cross-training option, um, to have two options, I'm either running or I'm cross-training, what cross-training option do you choose how do you navigate that for me i actually start here i would do that before the treadmill because the treadmill is going to require some hunting i will start with the schwinn airdyne used off facebook marketplace 10 times out of 10 you can find it for 100 bucks or less probably yeah i've never paid more than 50 dollars for one i've owned three i found my mom found one in an alley for free because the display was broken and then i got one for 35 dollars and one for 50 dollars mm-hmm the Schwinn Airdyne will be a bit cheaper than the Assault Bike or the Echo Bike. Um, mm-hmm. Significant. I think a new <laughs> Schwinn Airdyne might be like three, 400 bucks if you wanted to go new. If you get the AD Pro or whatever, the mm-hmm. Pro 84, whatever model they're on, they're like 700 bucks. Oh, really? The Schwinn? Yeah. But the old ones are like 90% of what the new ones are, and you can get them for under 100 bucks. There's no better bang for your buck cardio-wise on the planet, in my opinion. First thing I go to is the the fan bike, whatever version. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, as far as the space it takes up, as far as the option it has, because you could just use your arms if you have a leg injury. You can just use your legs if you want to pound your legs. You can use both if you want higher metabolic stimulus. Um, so the, the air bike is hands down the first thing I go to as well. The, the other thing that I recommend, which is as cheap... Um, is if you do have a bike around, you can always get an indoor trainer and those can run like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Basically you either throw the back wheel onto it. It ho- hooks up. So you bring your outdoor bike inside, hook it up to an indoor trainer. And that thing takes up no space. That thing is like, you know, you can shove in the closet and then pull back out, attach your bike to it. So you can either get an indoor trainer option for your bike, or I say the, the assault bike or fan bike and go used. You can find yeah. all this stuff used is starting to pop back up pretty heavy right now. So those are the two. I agree. Couldn't agree more about the fan bike. And the, the bike trainer is a good recommendation because it's so versatile and you don't have to just have it take up a ton of space and it doesn't, it's not a permanent option. Mm-mm. It's not a mandate that it stays there forever. You just pop your bike off and you go ride and that gets put in the corner when you don't need it. And just like the assault bikes, there are levels to it. You can get water resistance, you can get high tech electronic resistance, or you can just have the cheap magnetic resistance. And the only difference with them is how smooth it is. There's like a catch on each pedal stroke with cheap magnetic resistance and shifting is a little funky. And with that high end, like the Wahoo kicker, it's going to feel really, really nice and smooth. But I don't believe having used it all that it actually changes you as an athlete. Hmm. It just changes your enjoyment of it and how smooth it is. So for $25, you can find a 10 year old magnetic resistance uh, bike stand and, and you have the same ability to sweat as you do on a thousand dollar setup. Yep, exactly. So I'm not even going to open that. I'm going to say that's all you should look at for cross training cardio. Don't look at the rower. Don't look at a skier. Don't look like that's it. Most bang for your buck done. Mm-hmm. I'm ending the conversation there unless you have a, another thought. Uh, th- yes. The other thought is you can find old rowers concept two, for cheap from time to time. But that's not what I lead with. Unless rowing is the necessity for mm-hmm. you, you don't lead with that. I, you just set a, a notification 
on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. And when they pop up, you you try to quick snatch one, but they disappear quick. I think I got mine for 400 bucks. And as a reminder, on top of that, you can always use your treadmill for incline hiking as cross training. So it could, yes. it could be a dual purpose situation there um, as well. So let's just move on from that because we're going to make this sort of a very poignant and purposeful episode today. So yes. weight wise, if you're going really cheap, really, really cheap, I would get a door frame wraparound pull-up bar and probably a kettlebell. Okay. And I think that would be it. Now, it's not the way I have gone in the past, but uh, other than door frame, I've owned a door frame pull-up bar every year of my life, basically, mm -hmm. until this home. I finally installed a nice pull-up bar in my basement. But door frame pull-up bar is probably the first thing I would do, and you can find them for $10. New. <laughs> No, 20 to 30 for bucks for cream of the crop. Yep. Yeah. If you want multiple grips on it, you're, you're looking at $30 and most likely you can find that one for 15 used and they don't wear. There's no wear on those things. Mm -mm. I still have mine. I bought, who uses mine them? I bought mine eight years ago. I use mine all the time and I bought mine eight years ago, nine years ago. Good as day. Good as new. And I beat the shit out of it. You either use it all the time and you don't list it for sale or you never use it and you list it for sale. When you can sell it for five bucks used. Like that's how cheap those things are. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So that's where I start pull-up bar because I believe that through pull-ups and push-ups, you can get really, really far in life. I agree with that. I agree with that. I, uh, I was going to lead with that doorway pull-up bar. It's so cheap. Okay. Where things get tricky is in the weights category. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is, it's starting to be more, uh, it's starting to become more easy to, to find used weights, but it's still a task. Um, and if you are going to go the used dumbbell route, I suggest picking three weights and going with maybe like twenties, 35s and sixties or something, and just pick three and get them. Otherwise the issue here is with the adjustable dumbbells, which is what I have. I have the Nordic track adjustable dumbbells. Any set of adjustable dumbbells new that is good is four plus hundred bucks, five or 600. Mm -hmm. My Nordic tracks are like five ninety nine. For an adjustable, it goes up to 55 pounds of dumbbell, which is quite heavy, but you can get pretty pricey there pretty quick. Now, there are some cheaper models out there, but even the cheap models are like 300 bucks for a set of adjustable dumbbells. Um, so it's kind of a tricky thing here. So your cheapest option is going to find a pair, uh, a set of like old metal dumbbells. Somebody has laying around, probably got rust on them, probably not the most attractive, but just pick three. You don't have to have every single thing down the row. Just pick like three, like a light-ish option for you, a medium-ish option for you, and a heavy-ish option for you. That's all you really need. And you might get lucky and pick those up for 50 bucks total if you find the right yeah. seller. But um, for me, I think the one-stop shop, I have one set of adjustable dumbbells at home. They go up to 55 pounds. I've used them for years. It was a great investment. And I actually don't even have a bench in my home gym. I do all my work on the floor. Like if I'm going to do bench press, I'll lay on the floor. If I'm going to do I just, on my yoga mat. So I don't even have a bench. Bare bones, you don't need a bench. It's nice, but you don't need yeah. it. A Swiss ball works very well. Yeah, Swiss ball would work great. I probably went five years of my life where I benched only on a Swiss ball. Really? Yeah. It's good for your core engagement, a little glued action. Yeah, and it works just fine. You can do flies on there. It works. Okay, so I believe that a set of some sort of dumbbells would be necessary and very advantageous because it really opens up the Pandora's box of infinity when it comes to exercise options. Mm -hmm. It really does. Um, 
I mean, if if you're not if you're one of, like that doesn't need heavy weights, you can buy a set of adjustable dumbbells that stops at 25 or 35 pounds for much cheaper. You can get those for like 100, 200 bucks sometimes. But if you want ones that yeah. go up to 50 or 60 pounds, that's where you get the price tag. And I I think there's a question that has to be asked first, which is what is my purpose with strength training? I want dumbbells or I want weights, but why? You know, people talk about the Apple ecosystem versus Android. I think that's what you have to decide with weights. If you have any aspirations of going heavy, you get your full size Olympic barbell and you're stuck with that. But if you don't care about that, you can get the half inch barbell and then they make all those little dumbbells that you find at, at rummage sales and you can throw fives and tens on there mm -hmm. and you can build out an entire weightlifting set, probably up to about a hundred, 150 pounds for under a hundred dollars, because you can find those plates for $5 for a $10 for a 10 pound plate. Mm -hmm. You can build up weight really quickly. So if you're only doing it for aesthetics or you're only doing it to do light, if you are a female who doesn't have any aspirations of ever power lifting, I don't see anything wrong with the half inch bar. And that's the absolute cheapest way to build up weight. You talk about $200 for an adjustable set of dumbbells. You could get a fully set of uh, a set of dumbbells and your barbell and a bunch of plates for under a hundred bucks. Yeah. So that's the absolute cheapest way to go. But most people eventually go past that with what they want to do weight wise. Yeah. Well, I think, and you're talking like the, yeah, it's almost looks like a, like a, a thread on a screw or something, right? You're talking where you yeah. can just twist the, the weights on there and off of there and they can go on barbells or dumbbell handles. Yeah. And I don't think the weights actually twist on, but the collars twist on something like that. Collars, But twist. it's a half inch. It's thinner. It's not going to work your grip as much, but that's not the purpose. Mm -hmm. However, if you go to the full one inch bar, the, the standard Olympic barbell, which is what I chose to do in my gym, I think there's a cheaper way around the adjustable dumbbells. And I, I bought adjustable loadable dumbbells from Titan Fitness. And they look like a mini barbell on each hand. And you can load plates of any size you want on the end, as long as they have the regular diameter. And then you put a clip on. Mm -hmm. So I can put a 45 on either side of my dumbbell and have, I think the dumbbell is like 11 pounds or something like that. And suddenly I have a 101 pound dumbbell in my hand. Yeah. So it's really nice. It takes a little bit more hassle to load and unload the plates. It's like loading and unloading a squat rack or, or, or when you're benching, but then it's entirely adjustable. I can do farmer's carry up to whatever weight I want. It's really, really useful. And then you piecemeal together your weight plates. Anytime you see something for sale, you just grab the plates. All my plates are used these days, but I bought an original starter set. Okay. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. And if it's like a little less convenient, but it, it stays within your budget, then yeah. you can't really complain. I don't think we need to add a bench to this basic um, home gym. I don't think we need to add any other frills other than some sort of surface to lay on on your floor if you would like that. But you don't even really need that if we're being picky. No. Um, it is a treadmill optional or not, a piece of cardio equipment optional or not. But really, if you're looking at just your home gym, if you're like, I can run outside, I live in the South, I don't need a treadmill, I don't need any of this stuff, I'm never injured, or I'll ride my bike outside when I need to, you can build out like, I mean, you either get a set of adjustable dumbbells or what Bracken is mentioning, or you get a few options of like, uh, standard dumbbells, uh, secondhand, and you can have everything you need. Basically, I think you need a set of dumbbells and you can get 99% yeah. of work done with a set of dumbbells, as long as you have enough weight to suit your strength, um, like your base strength. And it, and it really comes down to that. Yeah.
Now the the set of weights I got was two hundred twenty five dollars, and I got it on sale at Dick's for one eighty five, hmm. and that came with two hundred twenty five pounds worth of plates, full size plates. Well, the diameter of the actual plate, or I guess the perimeter of the plate, isn't full size. It's like three quarter size, but the opening where the bar goes through is is normal. So you just deal with less impressive looking plates. But I got two hundred twenty five pounds worth of plates, and I got a cheap forty five pound dumbbell or a barbell for $185. Now these days you might be looking at like 245 for that. But 245 for that plus the $70 Titan adjustable or loadable dumbbells and for what is that? Right around 300 bucks you have 225 pounds worth of adjustable dumbbells and 225 pounds worth of squat or bench. Which to the average person, 300 bucks for that is all you'll ever need. The ton. And how much is how much does a gym membership cost? That minimum fifty bucks a month at these days. The cheap ones you can get nineteen dollars a month. Yeah. Okay. Well, quit putting cracks in my argument here. It's like you're gonna. <laughs> but even that, even in two years max, you're gonna you're gonna make up for your gym membership on a cheap home yeah. gym, and maybe even less. It could be six months depending on on the gym you go to. But let's price this out for people. Let's go the full cheap shebang. Okay. Let's go Full cheap. Let's go. I'm going to pull up my calculator here. Se- se- I don't do math. 700 bucks for a treadmill, whether it's a used Nordic track you find for a steal or you buy a new lower end model. Let's go 700 bucks. Mm-hmm. Then let's add in the used air bike, whether it's an assault bike or a Schwinn Airdyne or whatever it is. Let's say a hundred bucks. Let's be conservative there. Meaning like we're going to aim on the high side. Okay. And that is high okay. for that. I'm, that's what I'm saying. This is worse. So now we're at 800 bucks, right? You need a yep. calculator for this? Oh, yeah. Let's find a either used set of adjustable dumbbells or the setup that Bracken mentioned. Let's go 200 bucks for dumbbells. Is that fair? Sure. Hard stop. What are we at? $1,000. On the head. On the head, 1000 bucks, And you can do everything that you would ever need to do unless you got specific for a specific competition. Like I need to be squatting over 300 or I need a treadmill that goes 15 miles per hour or goes 40% incline. And you might have a 40% incline treadmill if you search far mm-hmm. and wide. $1,000. Okay. Divide that by 12, Kirk. Like 85 bucks a month or something. 83, 33 repeating. Yeah. So two years of a gym or one year of a boutique gym and you have already made that up. And none of these things outside the treadmill are ever breaking. Now let's let's go brand new now. Let's go brand new. We're going to take the Nordic track out of it brand new because that adds a, a penny. Let's take standard treadmill, but bare bones Nordic track model. What, 1200 bucks for a good Nordic track non-incline trainer? I say I think you can find one for 1000 because the sole treadmills are right around 1000 as well. But yeah, let's say twelve. We're talking new. So we have that. Yeah. Then we're going to take a bare bones Schwinn Airdyne or a assault bike, which is like 500. I don't know what the bare bones Schwinn Airdyne is for 300. Let's just say five. Okay. I'd say 500. Let's say a brand new shiny set of adjustable dumbbells that go up to 55 pounds, 500. What are we at? 2,200 bucks. That's the primo home bare bones gym. Everything brand new. Yeah. High end, low end gym. Mm-hmm. Which is the setup I'm running right now, other than the Nordic Track Incline Trainer. Yeah. Oh, your twenty dollar doorway pull up bar. I forgot about that. Well, now we're over a thousand bucks on the on the cheap on the yep. budget setup. Most likely, everyone here has a relative who has a door pull up bar that they're not using. 
Mm-hmm. I can't think of one other thing. That you need? Nope. I got a nice little twist. I add in uh, a little uh, sound shine, like a uh, a lighted speaker in one of my lights that costs like 20, 30 bucks. So it projects light and plays music over your head. It's good to jam out in the home gym. Sound shine? Yeah, sound shine, speaker bulb. They're very popular these days. We have one outside to play over our patio and they can throw out some good, uh, some good sound as well. And you can pretty much screw those into any type of light fixture. Um, sound shine speaker bulbs are the way to go. I think for either outdoor use or your indoor gym space. Never heard of this. Oh my goodness. I've been using them for years. Yep. It's a, how is the, how is the speaker? Well, the more you pay, the better you get, but mine's only like 30 bucks and it plays better than I, anything I need. You can get them to change colors. You can get them and get real fancy. Wow. You just opened my my eyes to a whole new world that I don't need, yeah. but I'm going to get. <laughs> it's not very expensive and they're fantastic. I think we have four of them. We have one in my garage now. We have one outside over like the patio. We have one in the gym and then we have one in the kitchen um, when I play like podcasts or music when I'm cooking. Are they synced? No, because you no. That's the thing. You have to connect to one specific bulb. I'm, I'm Is sure it Bluetooth. Yeah, it's Bluetooth. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a way you could do that with a higher end system, but not this one. What is the life cycle on one of those? I have not had to replace. I have had one for six years since I got it. Still works like the day I bought it, and then I bought a pack of three when I moved. So to it's the LED. Yeah. Nice. They're sweet. Anyways, but that's where have I been? Under a rock. I didn't know what re- <laughs> I didn't know regerts. So this is like the same level of not understanding the word regerts. All right. It's a wash for the week then. Let's uh, let's swing complete opposite now. The world is your oyster. We are not holding back. We're not going to do middle ground. We're just going to go for it with the big. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's go big. All right. First thing you're doing is you're either starting with a Nordic track incline. Let's go cardio first. A Nordic track incline trainer. It doesn't matter if you get the X22i, the X32i, the X11i. All that means basically is the size of the damn screen you're getting, and I'm finding that I never use mine. The motor is slightly different. Um, yeah, but now unless no that that might have been that stopped with the 11, 22 and 32 I think have the same motor, which did matter because it was more durable with the bigger motor. Yeah, um, so you go to that, or you do like a tough tread, which tough tread. I'm starting if 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 we're if we have no. No budget here. I'm going tough tread. If you want to know what a tough tread is, go look at VJ Jones' Instagram. Yeah. They're sweet. The only other one I would consider other... I mean, I'm sure there's another custom style out there, but uh, Woodway, they have customizable treadmills where you can get them up to 30, 35% incline, and you can get them up to like 20 miles per hour or something oh like that. They, they do have their version of it, but I like the size of the tough tread. So I would probably start with a tough tread. For anyone else, if you didn't truly have, if you were balling on the slightly unlimited budget, yeah, you get the Nordic Track X32 or whatever their biggest one they just came out with is. But Tough Tread is just so sweet. It, you basically want to tread, in my opinion, if you if you really want to be versatile as an athlete, and this was the biggest game changer for me as an athlete, is getting a treadmill that went above 15% grade. That's basically the point here. We need to find a durable yes. treadmill that goes up to at least 30% because those grades become so crucial if you're an obstacle course racing athlete, a trail racer. Um, it's just, it. you can't even compare it to a normal treadmill because the benefits of being able to go at those grades, you can't put a price tag on. You just cannot. And so that's the main purpose. And if we're talking like, like I'm the everyman, right? I make a, a moderate living 
um, high end, I think you can still make this work in your life would be a Nordic track. The tough tread can be like seven to $10,000, I believe. And that's a, that's a whole deal. I think they go up from there. I think you can pay 20 grand easy. So that's a whole nother level of, of treadmill. Yeah. So you either have a tough tread and you pay your 20, you know, it's the price of a new car or I would have more than one treadmill. Correct. I would have a, a high end Nordic track that I do all my climbing on. And then I would have something like a matrix or a star track or something for something that can go faster than four minutes per mile. And I do all my fast work on, or, and some sort of air runner an assault runner something that is motorless, but I would have two treadmills so that I could have steep and I could have fast. And I don't like running flat on the Nordic track with that flex belt or whatever they have. Mm-hmm. And I don't love how it shakes and it doesn't go fast enough. If you want to do true speed work, most of us need to go faster than five minutes per mile, even if you're just doing strides or 30, 30 intervals or something like that. So I would want a treadmill that gave me that option. And maybe it's an air runner and maybe it's, I really like matrix treadmills. Yeah, me too. So I'd probably have a matrix and I'd have a Nordic track. So you'd basically have like a 2000 to $2,500 flat treadmill for your flat work. And then you'd have a $4,000 option for your incline work. So you're looking at six grand plus worth of treadmill. It's what you're looking at truly. And I'd probably go four and four. Yeah. I'd want to beef that baby up. Yeah. So, so you got a price tag and and yeah, the, the, the Nordic track thing is tough. I use it for my speed work. I just have to do it at three to 6% incline because the play, exactly. the flex belt is so great that it like absorbs your impact. But because the, the treadmill needs the ability to rise the old Nordic track version, the way it has to function means the front of the treadmill needs to be wide open so it can move up and down. And because of that, there's a lot of play on the front end of that belt. However, their new option looks sweet. Did you see how the new option rises? Yes. The new option is what I will get when this one breaks, I think. And that's probably going to take all the play out of that belt because it's it's braced in the front by the front pillar, I don't know, support structure. Yeah. And I think that's going to take all the play out of it, which is going to be fantastic. But conversation for another day, right? Yes. So if you want the the Bugatti version, you just get a tough tread. Mm-hmm. If you're good with a Cadillac, you go with the Nordic track. And then you get a secondary machine if their budget's not an issue that you can do all your flat work on. Yeah, That's where I would start my gym. Okay, cross-training equipment. I mean, if we don't have any any budget here, I'm going to get it all. And I'm going to start with a Rogue Echo Bike, I believe. Let's prioritize. You have options. So first thing would be the, the fan bike of some sort. Yeah. And you can go Schwinn Airdyne Pro. You can go Rogue Echo Bike. You can go Assault Air Bike. But I think I'm going Rogue Echo because it's so bomb-proof. So is the Assault Bike, but it's so bomb-proof. It's so overbuilt, and I think it's the nastiest workout. It's hardest to rack up Kells on that one. Mm -hmm. So that's the one I would want. Rogue Echo. Rogue Echo Bike has the uh, larger blades on the fan, and it just pushes more air, so it causes more resistance, and it's just a beefier, harder workout in general. So I would go Rogue Echo Bike, then I would go the Top End Assault Bike, which is beefed up a good bit. I forget the name of the Top End Assault Bike. I have their basic version. It's great. Um, And then, really, the Schwinn Airdyne, you could go from there. Um, It seems like the Assault Bike is used for, like, caloric standards, like, 15 cows on the Mm -hmm. assault bike or this, it's like for standard workouts. If you want to compare your scores, you go with the assault bike. Um, but if you don't really care, then 
pick whatever you want. Yeah, the Echo racks them up the slowest. Assault is the industry standard, and then Schwinn racks them up the easiest. Mm -hmm. So I'm going right from Assault or Fan Bike option to Concept 2 Rower would be my Mm -hmm. third edition. It would be my fourth. What are you picking before it? I'm very curious. I'm getting a nice spin bike. Okay. Nice spin bike. I always use the uh, the Sunny Health and Fitness spin bike, which is essentially the same frame as a Schwinn. I think it comes from the same factory, but you don't get a display and it's unbranded. But it's very, very bulletproof. I still have the same one that I bought in Colorado. And we went out there in 2014, I think. So 2015, maybe I got it. So I'm looking at seven years of this $260 spin bike with no issues whatsoever on it. But I would get a higher end one with a better seat and more adjustable. There's not as much fore and aft adjustment on the seat and the handlebars could be a whole lot more bike-like. Mm-hmm. So I would get something nice there. Okay, It might not be a Peloton, but it might be a Peloton. All right. Well, I just like the rower because I like combination type cross training. Right up there for me, honestly, if I was out of the hybrid space, if I was out of the OCR space, I would choose an elliptical um, before I Mm. would choose a rower. Um, I would choose an elliptical because it's closer to the run motion. uh, And the new ones have nice settings where you can like climb hills on the elliptical. uh, And it also uses your upper body. It's somewhat closer to the run motion. If you are not entertaining the hybrid space, if you are like, I'm just a runner. And I don't mean that by just just a runner, but I'm only choosing to run and run races. I'd go elliptical over... um, over rower, but I would still choose the assault or fan bike over elliptical. Um, the elliptical, when you crank up the resistance on those things, when you use the hill function, like becomes a legit workout. Um, but again, if you're entertaining hybrid space or OCR, then rower comes first. Concept two costs you like 12 to 1400 bucks, brand new, reasonable. Yeah. 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 And concept two is the kind of thing you can buy used because they're very much bomb-proof, and they hold their value a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But I would go with Zero Runner over an elliptical. Are you familiar with that one? Yeah, similar concept, but more specific, yeah. Yeah, just more range of motion. Look it up if you've never seen a Zero Runner. They're pretty sweet. They're awkward at first. They're very awkward. But once you find out what you're doing on it, it's basically an elliptical that moves through an actual ellipsis. Like you get to your feet start out farther in front and they come down and back up behind you. And it actually forces me to develop a back kick. Mm -hmm. And I know Macaulay was using one and loved it as well. So I think it's just the elliptical for runners. Maybe I'm splitting hairs here. But again, if if we have no budget, I'm getting exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would want. But maybe even before that, Kirk, I would get a stair mill. Yeah, you like your stair mill. I do. I had a high-end stair mill. I bought it from Anytime Fitness when they replaced theirs. I got it for probably 800 bucks, but I think it was like a $7,000 machine. Wow. And it was awesome. I absolutely loved it. And it's one of those, it was like the assault bike, but just for your legs and lungs. It, you couldn't fake that machine. You could just crank up and get a workout so quickly on that thing. And it was great coming back from surgery. So, yeah, I'm partial to the stair mill. So I'd have a stair mill and a zero runner. Okay. Now we could get in the weeds with like, we'll get a ski erg and get everything. Yep. Of course. Okay. If you if you are going to compete and, and a cross-training implement is in your competition, get all of those things. Whatever the heck that is, go nuts, right? 
I mean, we could talk mm-hmm. until we're blue in the face, just list all the pieces of cross training equipment, like get everything. Um, if it's in your competition, get it. Skier, rower, call it a day. Yep. But for me, if we're building up the home gym that is going to suit the runner, I'm stopping at the assault bike right away and I'm stopping at the high end treadmill. If you're going to like, I'm going to ball on a, I'm going to ball on not a budget, but I'm not going to like get all the things I don't need. I would still go fan bike, incline treadmill. Those would be the two. Yeah. What about you? If I only had two? Yep. I would go incline trainer and flat treadmill. Okay. Nice. But since I'm okay with the old Schwinn Airdyne, I'd probably have a $50 one of those as well. Just hanging around. Like I, I could never tell someone not to have an assault bike. I just think it's the, I said it before, but the single best bang for your buck piece of equipment, maybe known to man other than the pull-up bar. Where can, for $50, can you get that type of workout value? Nowhere. I just don't think it exists outside of a pull-up bar. Well, if you're at the incline trainer, you're at a brand new assault bike or an echo bike, you're at basically five grand. Yeah. About five grand. Yeah. Depending on your warranty situation, on your treadmill, all that. So we're at five grand. We move on to the weights. And here's where you can play a little bit, which is fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've never had a super nice power rack, but I would have one. Explain what that is. A power rack is basically when you think of a CrossFit gym where they have those big rectangular beefy black metal devices that hold your bars in place and um, have usually some sort of pull-up bar at the top of it. That's a power rack. It's just super stable and you can load that thing up with as much weight as you want usually. And they start at like a serviceable one starts at three to four hundred dollars and they go up to three to four thousand. I mean, if you get a big one, they go up to ten, twenty thousand if you want it, but I wouldn't need that. I would just need something that you can squat, bench, um, re rack at any any level you wanted. They have those holes all the way up and down them. You put safety bars on them. I've never had true safety bars. I would have safety bars and some sort of multi hold um, pull up bar at the top. Something you can, it's so sturdy, you can swing on and you can do kips and mm-hmm. you can do uh, muscle ups, anything like that. Yep. That would be the cream of the crop. You get a cage style rack that is, you can load from two sides. It's got multiple pull-up grips on top. They make a number of models that you can go. Comes with the safety bars, the hooks. You can bench, squat, do anything you need to do that involves a rack. Um, now those do take up a lot of room, like, and sometimes they have some height to them. So it's tough to figure Mm -hmm. out where to put them. So I think if you're trying to put this gym together and you're what you have a budget, but you're trying to keep it like into your office or into like one, your smallest spare bedroom, there's still an option. There's really two of them, but they make wonderful half racks that mount into Mm -hmm. the wall, or they can be standalone racks, but it's a version of this in which mounts to your wall, safety bars fold out, um, holds a barbell rack. You could bench on it. You can squat on it. It's basically like a quarter of what Bracken is describing. And it won't have the pull-up bar option above, which is fine. Um, and you can get those for a few hundred bucks, like four yeah. or 600 bucks. And it mounts to, as long as you can mount it to the wall. And some of them, like I said, have a big heavy base that they don't mount to anything. Um, and they can fold up too. So not only that, but the, the high end ones like mount to the wall and then you can fold those racks up and out of place. And, and it's profiles like six inches from the wall. You can, it takes up no space. That's fantastic. Um, and you can put that in any room. You could put that in your, in your office, in your bathroom. It would, you could find room for it if you had to. It's fully collapsible. It's like a Murphy bed, but for a squat rack. Fantastic. Um, and that's where I'd start if you're looking at, um, limited space. 
And then mm-hmm. on top of that, if we're going to go right to what you need, um, you go right to barbells and you go right to bumper plates. You don't mess around mm-hmm. with getting metal plates. You pay. It's a little extra money. The bumper plates are the fat plates that are rubber coated that you see people deadlifting. You can slam them on the ground. It doesn't really matter. Instead of spending money on regular plates and then getting bumper plates later, just go all in, buy the bumper plates right away. They're a hair more expensive, but you can do absolutely anything with them, include like set them on the ground without smashing your floors. And so you get a barbell and you can go to like a Dick Sporting Goods, for example, and I'm very impressed with their options. You'll They mm-hmm. have like, in you go walk in Dick Sporting Goods and you have four rack options. You have four barbell and bumper plate options. They're very actually like, you can go and get a legit setup at, at a Dick Sporting Goods and I'm sure other places as well. So you go there, you pick out your options, you get, I don't know, 225 pounds of bumper plates. You get the whole setup, you go home. You can go to Dick Sporting Goods, get a half rack, bumper plates, barbell, and leave with like spending like 2,000 bucks, 2,500 bucks and having everything mm-hmm. you need as far as weights in a rack go, which I think is a great deal. It's a great deal, but it's an absolute investment and you have to look at it as such. Mm-hmm. If you're going bumper plates, you're saying I'm lifting for the next decade. Yeah. Minimum. That's why that's the announcement you're making to yourself, which is this is an investment in my body and in not having to go to the gym. It pays for itself over and over again. And I have bumper pl- I have uh 245s. All the, all my rest are iron plates, but uh, then I have I have 245 pound bumpers. Mm-hmm. New or used? I bought them brand new. Nice. I, I got them actually from Walmart. Hmm. Got 40, they were two 45 pound bumpers, and I think I paid 120 total. They were slightly miscast. They're really tight. You have to like work to get them on and off the barbell. Otherwise, they would have been $420 rather mm-hmm. than, or maybe 220 rather than 120, probably 220, but they were, they were a batch that they didn't love the diameter. And so I snatched them up. Yeah, that's nice. That's not bad. Yeah, you could, uh, I mean, you could just go to like Rogue, for example. You can go to Rogue's website, look it up. They have all the options. I saw them at Dick's Sporting Goods. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's on top end brand. And cheap, no, but like out of this world expensive, no as well. And if you're like, screw it, I got money in the bank and I want to spend three grand on, you could go do it and be set up for life. Those weights will last you for the rest of your life and your kid's life and you will be set. Yes. Not bad. And that's what we're talking about with Concept 2, with the assault bike, with these type of bumper plates, even the barbell, it's going to outlast you. You you will break before they do. Mm-hmm. And I only use Schwinn Airdyne that are at least 15 years old, and I've <laughs> never broken one. My dad has had the same Schwinn Airdyne in his basement since i can recall since i was in high school at least maybe middle school which puts it Mm -hmm. 20 plus years so he's the exact same one it looks terrible it was like that white color that you'd buy in the 90s it's like that Mm -hmm. and it's just so grimy and dirty and he sweats he sweat on that thing for two decades still functions yeah wild when my grandma passed away at 93 i want to say uh, the family had a little conversation about who got her Schwinn regular spin bike. It was gold. You know, mm-hmm. those, mm-hmm. those old ones that are like shiny gold still good as the, and we, we cranked on that thing. We used to have three cousins on each pedal, you know, how that is yeah, like holding yeah, yeah, on yeah, to yeah. each other, cranking each side, going around. They're bulletproof, bomb proof even. Yep. 
So I like, uh, anyways, yes, these things last, I think is the point we're getting to. But if yes. I had my way, I would buy, If I'm imagining most people don't have the space for that big rack you're talking about. I would go with the fold-out and a barbell system. And then, of course, with that, you're going to need an adjustable bench, which uh, you can get mm-hmm. anywhere, and you can get one for 300 bucks. Even a top-end one you can get for 300 bucks. That will work absolutely anywhere. So you're going to need an adjustable bench. Um, again, you could just go like to Rogue and get everything on there. Clean sweep, screw it. They'll ship it to me for free. It's really expensive with all the weights. Like just You could just one-source all of this stuff from one company, and there's a lot of them out there, more than I even realized when I started searching this stuff. But um, that would be the first thing I would do if I was willing to spend that money is do that setup. 100%. Yeah. Now, I like the combo racks, actually. I like having a lap pull-down machine. I think it's very useful for the OCR athlete to be able to work on pulling down with heavy weight. Mm. The only other option is to set up a pulley system. And then it's it's a hassle. You have to do it yourself. You have to figure out a way to set it all up. So even the one I have right now, I have a I have a basically bench squat quarter rack or whatever you would call it. And it has a built-in lat pull-down system in it. Because mm. that, that for me has become non-negotiable. I love that setup. Yeah. So those hybrid racks are the ones that oftentimes are a little bit more space saving too. That's true. Yeah. I would just like, because sometimes those extra functions take up space, I'd just be like, get a couple of bands. Yeah. Which can be assist, like for assisted pull-ups I'm talking, for example. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, The big question here is like dumbbells. Like what do you do about dumbbells? Because you have your adjustable options, but if price isn't an issue, then we start talking about setting up a rack of dumbbells. Like what's your take on that? If Yeah, I love the adjustable dumbbell. I really do. But if price isn't an issue, I'm probably going to get a full rack of rubber-coated hex bells mm-hmm. or circle. I don't. I guess I don't care about the, the shape of it, but rubber-coated probably take me, give me fives through hundreds. Line them up, get it done. Yeah. I, do I need that? No. I'd be perfectly happy with uh, adjustable dumbbells and then give me... 70s 80s 90s 100s or even 80s and 100s read my mind what i would do is get an adjustable i'd get the best quality set of adjustables that's meant to go from 5 to 25 then i'd get the next step which they make which would go to like from 20 to like 60 and then i'd Mm -hmm. buy individually like 70s 80s 90s or something like that Um, and you'd have everything you absolutely need so that's the route i like the most yeah Big sneeze there, Kirk. They won't hear it, but no, that won't. thing that was awesome. pulled from my brain. I wish I could have screenshot about midway through that. That would have been good. <laughs> I've had a few people catch my sneeze. Yeah, I am an ugly sneezer. I don't know if anyone's an attractive sneezer. Like, be on camera when you sneeze, and then they screenshot it later on. I'm a horrifically ugly sneezer. I think we all are. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we're not like reinventing the wheel with this stuff, but – um and. And we're not even getting terribly specific because there's a lot of really good options out there for that, like things like dumbbells or your rack or um, your barbells and all of that. Um, is there anything you want to add to that or do we want to add like talk about frills a little bit if there is any? I think it's time to talk about accessories, mm-hmm. frills, if you will, yeah. because I think there are some that are not mandatory, but just make life better. I agree. First place I'd want to start with that is flooring. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You can get thick rubber flooring, somewhat reasonable depending on where you find it, either rollout style or the the ones that click together. 
Um, if you're going to use bumper plates and you want to drop weights and throw shit around and not worry about damaging anything, setting up, you want to talk about creating a space that feels like a gym, throw some rubber matting on the floor and suddenly the energy in the room changes. Yes, it does. So you throw that rubber matting on the floor, everything on top of it, suddenly you're like, I'm in a gym, ladies and gentlemen. That rubber flooring is going to do the most for changing the feel of your gym than anything else will. Absolutely. And even if you want to be cheap with it and buy just a couple squares so your your bumper plates can land on it, do that. That's fine. But flooring changes the energy in a place more than more than you know. So that's where I start with the frills. Spend a few hundred bucks. You can spend up to a thousand or more on really expensive rubber flooring. Oh yeah. Lay it down. Yeah, and I, I'm a big proponent of horse stall mats. Mm. That's what I have in my gym. Mm-hmm. They're basically the exact same as what you'd find at a CrossFit place but they're designed for horses, not for the gym. And since they're used at hundreds of thousands of farms across the country, they're pretty affordable. And so that's what I got. I got used horse stall mats actually. Mm-hmm. And you just leave them outside for like 36 hours as the, and the scent goes away. And then I washed them down with soap and water, let them dry. And then I put them in and there's no scent whatsoever. Yep. But it, you're right. It changes the feel of the gym. You're just in gym mode now. And you don't realize how much you hate your footing until you don't have to worry about your footing anymore. Mm -hmm. Like when you're not slipping or worrying about getting a splinter or the carpet itching your skin, when you don't worry about that anymore, suddenly it's very freeing in a workout. Yep. Yeah. Floors, floors, the first frill, uh, uh, flare I add to the gym. Um, and, and you don't want to get like, you want like the thickness is what is is the matter like is the beauty yeah. in it and the density. So like we're talking like a half inch thick or more. Like we're talking like pretty heavy duty matting. They're, they make some thinner models that roll out, which are okay if you can get them to lay and and everything eventually. But you're looking at like half inch thick rubber or even more. Like we're talking some heavy duty matting. They're, they're, these things are heavy. They weigh a good bit, but man, when you're on them, it just whew, it's sweet. Yeah, they 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 are a beast to move. Yeah, I just lost you for a second there. That's weird. Do you have me now? My screen. Yeah, my screen looked like I was watching you through Predator's helmet. Yeah, you flickered for a second too. I don't know what that was about. Weird. All right. So then I have a clump of things that I consider all like the next mandatory. Okay. I think an ab wheel, you don't need it, but it's fantastic. I think a medicine ball, somewhere between 20 and 30 pounds. You don't need it, but it's fantastic. I think a belt is designed to go around your waist and then you can attach weight to it for weighted pull-up dip work is fantastic. So those are my next three there. Something for core, something for all sorts of functional exercises, and then something for weighting your your pull-ups, dips, that kind of thing. Well, we didn't even talk pull-up bar yet. So that would, I guess, be in an extra. That's true. Pull-up bar. It's mandatory for me. Pull-up bar is mandatory. Find a way to install one permanently into the wall or the ceiling in a drop-down yes. fashion. If you can get a big rack, like Bracken is mentioning, they'll be built in and those are great. But I'm guessing most of you don't have the space. And so that's why, like, just buy a cheap stud finder, figure out where the studs are either in your wall or in your ceiling, and install a mount get it done in like a very stable fashion. That way you can yank on that bar and do whatever the heck you need to. But wall or ceiling mounted pull-up bar is what I would what I would go with, yeah. which takes a little more planning, a little more work, um, but very doable. What, what's your setup exactly with your pull-up bar? Well, we have, we took the, the ceiling down in our basement. We have exposed floor joists up there. And so I have a, how would you describe it? It looks, it's flat across and then it drops down on an angle. 
and mm-hmm. it bolts directly onto the floor joist, so right into the studs. Perfect. So it's bolted in with four uh, bolts, and it's not going anywhere. Beautiful. And the other option is, I think what you have, the uh, pull-up dip station. Power tower is what I've got. Yeah, it's a pull-up dip station. It's got dip. It's got a ab attachment on it um, for, like, decline sit-ups. It's got uh, the dip bar, um, yeah. leg raise option cheap it was like 150 bucks honestly it wasn't even that expensive it wiggles around if i mounted it to the floor it'd be much more sturdy i haven't but that does work pretty well yeah and i think that's the next best thing so mine's bolted right in it doesn't move but i don't have the dip attachment so i hang rings from my pull-up bar Mm -hmm. um other bells and whistles like having a couple kettlebell options for metabolic style workouts just maybe like a 20 a 40 a 60 or whatever you might need just so you can throw swings or any mm-hmm. sort of combination movement in there. Um, they become very versatile when you start getting cute with like OCR style work or farmer's carries or anything like that. Yeah. They're nice to have around. I have a 32 and a 50. Mm-hmm. Perfect. 50 because it was like $60 cheaper than the 53 pound. <laughs> yeah, that's a standard weight, 53, isn't it, in the CrossFit world? Yes. So do those three pounds change my workouts? No, they don't. I'll tell you what, though, you put in like a sweet Bluetooth speaker, you put in some gym flooring, you put in some like decent lighting in a room, and suddenly you have yourself a gym no matter what you put in it, whether it's the bare bones option or the expensive option. Like you want to add music in combination with the flooring in combination with like a sweet, dark, like black or dark feel paint job. And suddenly like that place is transformed. You throw some mirrors on the wall, like if you're really getting into it. Oh my goodness. And you got lighting, you got music, you got fricking your space and you turn it instead of like, Oh, I'm like laying on my carpet with my five pound pink dumbbells. And I'm doing this in the middle of my living room. And it doesn't, you can't get in the workout groove that way very well. Like, and it's okay. Sometimes that's what we have. I did that for years, but like, you want to talk like I can't get motivated in my home gym or I can't, like, I just don't get the same workout at home. So I need to go to the gym to get it done. And I understand that. But you can create that feel in your own space if you're willing to put the time and money into it. Then it becomes a temple of muscle and sweat, and it's awesome. We Our flooring and our mirrors changed everything. Yeah. I searched online for probably a month, and then I found someone who was selling mirrors, big mirrors, that they no longer needed, like department store-sized mirrors. I think one of mine's eight feet by five feet. And then I have a couple three feet by probably six or seven foot mirrors. And I put them up around the gym and it instantly changes the feel again. Mm-hmm. The flooring did it. And then you put that in. You're like, oh, my goodness, I'm in a gym somewhere. Yep. And I have a big TV mounted. I have a 50 inch TV mounted in front of the, the treadmill, which doubles as my speaker. Mm-hmm. I just use that to play music. And you're right. Get a dark feel with some light oh. and some music pumping. And if you have a mirror, you're set. You really are. So let's talk. OK, let's talk bare bones spending the money now let's just say what like we're gonna get the nice stuff we're gonna do it let's just outline that real quick and i don't want to spend too much longer on this episode but uh nordic track treadmill high end we'll say for like the the baller on a budget we're not gonna go tough tread because that's crazy but um yeah nordic track treadmill we both have it yeah we both have it i bought mine when i couldn't really afford it yet i was like screw it i'm buying like it's worth it Anybody who's bought a NordicTrack incline trainer says it's the best investment money they've ever spent. All of my athletes have said yep. that. What about yours? Yeah, no one's ever regretted it. Yeah. I have the X11. I had the 7. I had the 9. I have the 11. They just keep 
eliminating the the lower budget models. So you're going to pay three to 4,000. They have a sale. I think Memorial Day, they always have a sale. They have one other sale each year, but you're going to pay three to 4,000 for one and you'll never regret it if you use it. And you're going to use it because you're listening to this podcast, which means you care. That's right. If you're not going to get that, I would get a sole treadmill probably. They have pretty good re... They have pretty good um, durability. Hunter runs on a sole treadmill, and they have a pretty good warranty. You can get them at Dick's. Dick's honors pretty much everything. So, And Dick's honors their coupons. If you can find a coupon, they really don't tell you you can't use it. Hmm. All right, so we go we go the Nordic Tracker, the Soul. We agree that the Assault Bike would be the next best thing, whether it's a yep. Rogue Echo Bike or an Assault Bike or a Schwinn Airdyne. We go with the half rack mounted system into the wall with a barbell, a set of adjust or a set of uh, bumper plates and an adjustable bench, mm-hmm. which I don't have. Yeah, I don't have that either, but it would be sweet. I have a flat bench. Okay. No, I don't have the wall mount. I'm saying, but I'd like that. Okay. Do you have the wall mount? No, my, mine current is not wall mounted. It's super stable though. It's shaped like a half moon almost. Oh, yeah. It's got the lap pull down, so you can load weight on the back and the sides. It's real stable. I used to have to put a bunch of weight on my, just like even on the legs of my squat rack, and I don't have to do that with this one. Nice. And I got this one for 60 bucks on Facebook Marketplace. See, if you really want to do this, you can do it reasonably. Yeah. Yeah. But we do that. We do a high-end set of adjustable dumbbells and then add buy some individual dumbbells that are heavier if you think you need them. And it's hard stop there. If you want to buy the nice stuff, but you don't need all the frills. I would stop there. What what else would you add? I wouldn't even add. I would probably even not even go get the 70s, 80s, 90s. If I had the money to just burn, I would do it. But I would get those Titan uh, loadable dumbbells. I would have my adjustable ones that go up to 60. And then for anything above that, I would just load it on because I already have the plates. So for 70 bucks, I have a pair of dumbbells that can go up to... I don't know how much I could fit on. I could probably put one... 45 on my adjust my, my my loadable dumbbells before i couldn't fit my collar on it anymore mm. i'm never going to use a dumbbell more than 145 i don't think i've gone higher than 90 on it yeah i don't know the application even i would say um so that's what i would do yeah one adjustable a nice adjustable and then loadable dumbbells that's where i'd end it and then all the other frills are up to you i have a ram i have two med balls. I have three kettlebells. I have a whole odds and ends of different dumbbells that we've picked up over the years. I have a sled. I think a sled is a fantastic tool, but you can get almost the same amount of work done with a harness and a tire with weight inside of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else do I have, Kirk? I have a spin bike. I have a Papa shop basketball machine in my gym. Very important. Heavy bag. Hmm. I mean, we could go on and on with the things you could want or need or put in a gym or use as workout tools, but if you're building it out, you can do everything you would need from a functionality standpoint to have you as ready as possible for whatever you're training for um, with those setups. Run, lift, cross train, which means treadmill, some sort of weights, and one implement to cross train on, and it could be as simple as your bike stand. Yep. If you can do those three things, you can be a world champion if you have the talent. You have no excuses. You have everything at your disposal to get all the work done. Yep. So I'm like, oh, I don't have that. People have won Olympic medals off less. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody did a home gym transformation in like a spare bedroom 
about the size of mine, maybe like a 600 square foot spare bedroom, not even that big. And they put the rubber black matting on the floor. They matched it by painting the ceiling black, which I never thought of. And then Mm. they put a gray slate wall. Everything was like a concrete gray on the wall. They had the lighting in there. They had the mirrors in there. And it was just, it turned itself into like the most badass little space. And it was the ceiling they painted black. That was like, that is so dope. There was no windows. It was like you went in here and you got to work. And they had some sweet lighting. Cool. Oh, it was so dope. I think if I redo my gym, I'm going to get rid of the wood planking. I'm going to actually, I'm going to paint the ceiling black. I'm going to put the black matting down on the floor. Just create this badass little space. That was what I'm going to do. I like it. I think I want to add one more thing. Okay. If you're an OCR athlete, I think the best thing you can buy is the Metolius Rock Rings. Those are really good for working your grip. You either get a grip board and Metolius makes those, or I think I'm saying that right, Metolius, mm-hmm. um, or the Rock Rings. If you just type in Rock Rings, you'll find it. But they make grip boards and Rock Rings. And the grip boards are more expensive, but they have more options. Or the Rock Rings, you can just hang them from your pull-up bar. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the best bang for your buck grip training there is out there. Yeah, fat grips you can buy for 30 bucks. They go around any dumbbell or barbell handle. I have a pair of fat grips. Like we could get into all those like OCR specific things for sure. Get a carabiner set up where you can switch out all your fun grips and drill them into the studs in your ceilings. Like, yeah, all that stuff is great. Yeah. Well, I don't think we reinvented the wheel today, but I think it was just something we wanted to check off the list to make sure that there'd be somebody out there who's in pre-contemplation or wondering what to get. And even if we reach that one person who hasn't heard some of these suggestions before or um, have been thinking about it, but haven't pulled the trigger, we just, this is one of the things we wanted to like check off the list to get, to get out there to make sure that we covered this base. So yeah, that's how I'm wrapping it. Wrap it. And I'm going to pat us on the back. This is Friday because it's the uh, holiday weekend. We're recording like four days ahead of time for our training Tuesday, which is honestly like I'm going to, you know, that's great for us, Bracken. We're doing real good. I don't know what to do with myself. It's unbelievable. I have so much time. We're very motivated. I mean, disciplined. We're very disciplined. 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 All right. That's all we, that's all I got. Yeah. Have a great holiday weekend, ladies and gents. They're going to listen to this after the holiday weekend. (sighs) I don't understand how time works. Time is relative, Kirk. (laughs) Apparently it is. On that note, see you later.